This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's official. Xfinity has increased internet speeds again, and they deliver the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Go to Xfinity.com slash faster. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All white there. All white the back. How the devil are you all? (laughs) Has it sunk in yet? I mean, only Leicester. (laughs) Losing 6-3 at Manchester City. Beating Liverpool 1-0. Was it not good to watch? And if you remember, I was actually sat with a Liverpool fan. Oh, it was definitely. Oh, 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 God. 
And I'm just looking at Craig now in the green room. I think he's panicking in case his wife heard that and wondered what the hell he's watching on uh, on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Bird, I like message me. Give me give me a call. Give me a call. Right. <laughs> this is Lester Till I Die TV. And this is where you can watch us if you want to, or if you prefer to catch up on podcast on Spotify and all your main Apple and etc. This is where you can do it. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Oh, all I will say is, what team do we support? Leicester City. We will, you know what will happen. We were, we were lucky in the Carling Cup, I think. Um, but, you know, Man City trousers. Liverpool, we deserved that so much last night. A small matter of the bottom club, Norwich, coming to town. <laughs> Potential banana skin or what? This is Leicester. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. We are, and let's just say hello to a couple of people. Um, just get rid of my friend there, Mr. Devil, and um, let's have a look and say, Charlie, <laughs> all the Man City fans are in. Good evening, sir. <laughs> Big up, mate. Thanks for last night. You're welcome. And we did that after you stuffed us as well. <laughs> And uh, that's one, Char um, Charlie. And here we have uh, Le the Liverpool fan. Hopefully, he's going to be coming on later tonight with me at nine o'clock, and we'll be talking about the game tomorrow. But um, but Charlie, you owe us big time. Okay, you owe us big time. Uh, talking about the big time, here's a man that knows all about the big time. It's great. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Good evening. Hi, everybody, and I uh, hope you all had a. A very Merry Christmas. Uh, I think it's uh, been a few days since I've seen you all, but uh, hopefully... We were, we were getting withdrawal symptoms. Well, you know, let, let's not talk about withdrawals. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, but hopefully last night's uh, results sort of rounded off a fantastic Christmas uh, for everybody because um, it was a fantastic performance. And uh, as I wrote in a message to a few people, it felt like we'd got our Leicester back. Fingers crossed. Uh, we will come on to that. And um, did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Yeah, not uh, nothing too strenuous, but um, mm. it was nice to have a, a, a bit of a break. Yep. Yes. How about it, you, Chris? It, yes. Um, family Christmas, um, which uh, my, my, my stockings were suitably filled, but that's another show at another time on another channel. <laughs> we won't go in there. Now, you know, I like doing this to you. And um, it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Let's have a look at this. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. 
Only because I think there's only you and me that knows after these things. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you've got up your sleeve, Chris. We refer to the Bible, um, Leicester City on this day. 1973, sir. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is why I like doing it with you, because you're the only you and me that probably go back that far. Um, and I probably do go back further than you. Uh, 29th of December, it was a Saturday. And Leicester City beat Arsenal 2-0. Get in. Yes. Uh, and in fact, it was a double over the Gunners and lifted Jimmy Bloomfield's side up to fifth in Division 1. Now, wow. for, I should have subtitles here, because for, for the younger ones amongst you, <laughs> Division 1 mm. is now the Premier League. Mm. Um, City's two-goal hero at Highbury was. Who do you think got oh, those? Oh, geez, 1973. Um, Wertho. It was indeed. Yes, Mr. Frank Worthington, Elvis himself, rest in peace. Um, he found the target for the fifth successive game, not quite up to Jamie Vardy's standards, but uh, with a 12-minute opener to boost his hopes of an England call-up. And um, it was... Um, oh, hang on one second. Um, no, Worthington only got the first goal. Oh, right. For a bonus point. Um well, in fairness, it was a successive game, and he set up the second after 17th minute. In the 17th minute, who do you think? Um, let's pluck a name out there, Lenny Glover. Oh, if only you know, I like talking about Lenny Glover, mm. Steve Earl. Oh, Steve Earl, excellent. Yes. I used to like Steve Earl, yeah, short but sweet time with us, yeah. You know? Um. A few more comments here before we, we start talking. Uh, TM, good evening. How are you? Hi, TM. Um, how did Spurs get on over Christmas? Did, did you play? Didn't you play? <laughs> it's just, this is the And this is why I don't look at the table now, because the table is completely irrelevant, isn't it, really? I mean, you know, we're up to nine, but we're a game behind Man United, um, but we're two games in behind Villa. Mm. It's just totally... Irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, I had I had a quick peek uh, last night. I think I think if we won our game in hand on Arsenal, we'd be three points off them in fourth. So, mm. but as you say, everybody's got to catch up games. Um, but it's a it's it's a bit healthier than it looked a few weeks ago. Let's let's put it that way. It's amazing what win can what what I mean can be teething and try that again. What one win can do for you? Um, I must keep off that advocar. <laughs> I mean, we we haven't spoken since uh, before the Man, U, uh, Man City game either, and uh, I think even in you know it's almost like a valiant defeat, wasn't it? I think even in defeat, yes. we showed that we've got a bit of bite back um, that we seem to have been lacking. You know, the fact that we we mm. we worried them. Let's put it that way. So um, it, it no, was bad after were. twenty-five minutes, but uh, yes, yeah. I mean, it it, it looks like it looked. Definitely looks like the players are playing for the manager, um, which, mm. you know, there's been a few games where you did wonder whether he'd lost a dressing room. But those last couple of uh, of games, as I say, even though at one ended in, in, in a bit of a thumping, um, there was definitely signs there that we were getting uh, a, a little bit back to our foxes never quit. Uh, yes. Sort of adage. As we had at the top, top yeah. of the show, yeah. um, David says it's up there with the FA Cup win. 
Um, don't know if I'd go quite that far. Um, Doug says, looking forward to tonight, Chris. Cheers, mate. Um, and yeah, even the Man City defeat. I think we, you know, we said if we, you know, Man City, Liverpool, and Norwich, I certainly would have taken four points from that at the start. Yeah, and I think we you know, we could get a possible six from it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to see a real bonus. I think. Uh, hey, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think anybody went into that game it, even if you were hoping for a victory. I don't think anybody saw a clean sheet coming. Um, no, no. Those guys at the back were were valiant, and a, lo a lot of people have talked about Thomas. He had a great game, and indeed, yeah. but Amarty for me had a fantastic game. And I've touched on this a couple of times. He does a lot more organising than you may think. He's a lot more vocal than you may think. And when you're at the ground, you can actually see him pointing around and trying to organise and push people around. So uh, I thought they were all immense last night. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And um, we've got, in typical, in Man United, they're like buses. You can't get hold of a Man United fan and then two turn up at once. So, <laughs> hi, Rich, and hi, Maisie. Hope you are hi. both well. Hope you've learned to work out what's a joke and what's not a joke, Maisie. She knows, she, she knows what I mean. And I tell you what, talk about Man United fans bottling it. We're doing a, a, a big quiz. I know you're unable to come on it tomorrow. And, you know, two Man United fans there, both invited on to represent their team. Mm. And they both ran scared. Oh, you. dear you me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would you have... I mean, you know, we lost to Liverpool. It was a doubleheader, obviously, over the Christmas weekend. We lost in the car in the Carling Cup. And that was... A, I think with the Carling Cup one for me, we were doing well against their... Second string, if you like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we we then took off a lot of our first hold the game, and they brought their big guns on and, and shot us down. At the start, would you have taken the three points over the semi final, or do you wish it had I been think, the other way around? I, I think I have to stick with what I'd said at the time, which was I, I would have taken the cup win to be honest. Um, over the three points, a lot of that was because I couldn't see us getting three points in the league. Um, <laughs> so I thought we, I thought we needed to go uh, strong in the cup, and we did, mm. until again, sort of injuries, sort of decimated us. Maybe a, a bad couple of decisions in terms of substitutions, yeah. but I would always say if you've got an opportunity of silverware, then you should grasp it. So, as as fantastic as last night was, I would have taken, uh, I would have taken the cup victory. I think what last night gives us, like you said, if we've got our Leicester back, we've got it's the faith that we can do yeah. it in the league. You know, if we'd yeah. won, if we'd won on uh, or, or in in the cup, you know, people say, oh, it wasn't the you know, it was the second string team you beat, and you know, blah blah blah. Where last night, I mean, they had their big guns on. You know, yeah. they, you know, they couldn't have hit oh. a barn door from two foot last night. I mean, when you saw the team sheet, you know, you just thought, you know, again for the. You know, the goal difference was going to take a battering. But this wasn't... When you looked at the Man City game, you could see that a lot of our forward play was fantastic. Playing on the break, um, you know, really free-flowing. I think last night was a different kind of game where we really had to dig in. But mm. but I would say nearly all the players came out with, with eights um, out of there. And they all dug in and they all wanted to fight and scrap. And you saw at the end what it meant to the players as well. 
Yes. I mean, three or four of them instantly hit the deck. I think. I don't think Jamie. I'm surprised Jamie managed to walk off the pitch. To be honest, when he we dragged <laughs> himself back on after that injury, but um, they were all there, and it meant such a lot to them. And hopefully, you know, they can take that on board and drive forward for the second half of the season. Spencer, good evening to you. Welcome along. How the devil are you? I am absolutely loving the logo you're using there, mate. A nice one. A nice one. Uh, even if we lost that game last night, I would still have been pleased with the performance and the fight, and that's all we asked for. Totally is, isn't it? Yeah. it totally, totally Yeah, I said that to someone last thing, night, yeah. that, you know, if you... All you want as a fan is to know that the players have left everything they've got on the pitch. Um, mm. And if you win, you win, you lose, you lose, but you give it everything because every fan would love to take their place. So that's the minimum that you expect. And, and they gave it all last night. They did. It, it means, uh, and I, again, I couldn't do it last night. I've been practising it all day, but this guy just does it so much it's better. It's time for the smug face. I can't, I can't pull that off as much as I try, but that's uh, that's why I have that. But yes, um, but that was then, and it's, we've got a small case of this coming up. Leicester Norwich, a completely different game. Um, you would think if the same Leicester turns up on Saturday, uh, yes, Saturday, we've sorry, we've got a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. It completely confused me then. Wow, um, wow. <laughs> um, if we same, you know, the same team and the same effort, etc., turns up on Saturday, um, we, we, we should annihilate them, shouldn't we? Well, we should, and that's. That's going to be the key, isn't it? It's, mm. That's going to be the real testament. Not last night in a single game. Can you turn it on when you know that there's a, a definitely weaker opposition in front of you? Can you play with the same levels of commitment? You know, they've they've set the bar um, and now and they've set it pretty high after last mm. night. And, you know, even, even if there's a 10% drop off from last night, you would expect that there should be enough to beat Norwich. But... Um, but we've seen in the past, haven't we? If you, you can't underestimate anyone. It only takes, you know, a breakaway from Pookie or something, and he's a good finisher. And then everybody just sits back behind the ball, and it can be hard to break them down. So they've got to do a professional job, but they've got to go out there with a professional attitude to to work harder than Norwich in the first place. Oh, definitely. I mean, and last night, I mean, at times it was like you know, Zulu, wasn't it? You know, it was a mm. uh, case of what the hell? They're coming at us yeah. again. They're coming at us again. And, mm. you know, it was, we were literally throwing our bodies on the line. And we, I don't think that will happen against Norwich. I don't think we'll need to do that against Norwich, to be honest with you. Well, I would hope not. You know, they've they've looked pretty poor. I know they've uh, they've suffered with uh, some injuries and COVID as well. As we say, we, you know, we were going to do a uh, a one to watch, but uh, yeah. the ones that were worth watching are, are not available. You know, they they do have two yeah. or three decent players, but um, if if you're in if you're a club like Norwich, it sort of affects you even more when your best players are out because your squad depth isn't there uh, mm. and you're. You know, and, it, and it's sad to see, wasn't it, that the, I say sad to see, but we've been doing it ourselves, that uh, their fans had been starting to turn on some of the players as well, which um, which you, you need to be all in it together. 
Yes. Um, yes. So it's 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 not a good time to. It's a good time to play them, but it may not be a good time to play them because it depends how they take that now. You mean yes. that management and the players may take that on board as a right, we'll show you kind of thing that we need to dig in and make the uh, make the fans proud of us again. So uh, mm-hmm. I, and not for one second do I think that this is going to be a walkover, but it can be if we have the right attitude. Yeah. And we're fickle as football fans, aren't we? And here we are, one game in, and it's give Brendan a contract extension. You have to one win. Two yeah. weeks ago, it was, should we keep him? Should we let him go? But it is this Saturday at the King Power, a three o'clock kickoff. Just enjoy it if you go in, and I, I know you will be. Uh, a three o'clock on a Saturday kickoff. My God, that's going back in time. But because of that, of course, it's not on officially on any of the TV streams. So you can listen to it on or on radio, to be honest with you, apart from obviously Radio Leicester, if you're in the county, or lcfc.com forward slash radio, if you are elsewhere. Um <sighs> Looking at Norwich, I mean, this is, um, bring this up, here we go. Seven times we played them in the Premier League. Um, they've won twice, we've won four times. Um, two, uh, they've won two, uh, um, not, they haven't won away, I should say, sorry. Mm-hmm. We've won at home. And, of course, they're sitting bottom of the table at the moment. Yeah. And you, you do wonder, I mean, you know, we've joked about this before, you know, you know, I did the show, you know, with, with Julian Watts going like, you know, why? <laughs> why are Norwich there? And they had that, you know, they won the last game under um, uh, Farker. They won the first one um, under Smith. And, and and it's been five losses on a trot now. Yeah, I think um, I think they've, they've created a record, didn't they? Um, that they are the first team in Premier League history to lose five games in a calendar month without scoring a goal. Wow. Now, that, that is I didn't not, know that to be honest yeah, with you, but wow. That's not a record that you want to have. And I mean mm. they I mean they've scored 10 goals this season. Um and, and I think if you look at all the stats, n- none of the stats um uh, are particularly inspiring uh, from a yeah. Norwich perspective. Um and you know it looked like they had that new manager bounce. Mm. But I think as as I said you know they they struggled with COVID and, and a few key injuries and their their squad is is particularly thin now and uh, they don't have a lot of experience in there. I think that the experienced players they have are those at the back. So mm. you know, but I think they're they're being let down a little bit by what's going on in front of them. So they are having to deal with a lot, and that's why you know their their two central defenders are probably the best performers so far this season. I think they've got um, Grant Hanley, I think it is, who's been around for quite a while, and Ben Gibson, who um, who we was, were after or reportedly after a few seasons ago when he was up at Middlesbrough. But um, mm. but there's not there's not many players in that team who are currently available who you would look as, you know, that people are going to try and snap them up. Forty-two goals conceded in nineteen games. Yeah, you know we're literally, you know, they're halfway through their season, and they're already on minus thirty-four. If you're a Norwich fan, you're thinking like, you know, you'd be planning sort of trips to Blackburn possibly, and (laughs) and and, 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 you just 
and you've got to, I suppose, you know, in, in a way, it's, you know, it's a reality check for us. You know, we're moaning at us, you know, losing games this season, not having the best season after the last couple. We could yeah. we could be a Norwich fan. Well, indeed, and they are becoming, the, it, it seems like them and West Brom are becoming the perennial um, yo-yo clubs um, that they're sort of too good for the championship, although West Brom are trying to disprove that. Um uh, but definitely not good enough for the Premier League. In some ways, uh, you know, yeah, you can admire Norwich and the way that they do it because they are still protecting their football club and making sure that there is a football club, that they're not mm -hmm. throwing money around, you know, willy-nilly uh, to try and stay there. But that's got to be frustrating from a Norwich fan's point of view because at some point you've got to think you, you are going to have to speculate a little bit um, to actually get one, two, three seasons in the Premier League to, to bring enough money in to sort of stabilise yourself and establish yourself because mm. if you keep yo-yoing around, then we know players don't stick around these days. You know, they, they move on. If they're any good, they'll get moved on quickly. So, You've yeah. got to stay up for a couple of seasons at least, and they're, they're struggling. But I don't think we should take Norwich lightly. I mean, oh, definitely not. not. Not that I'm sure that that that, that we will. I mean, mm. um, just to uh, to look at you know the last time we played here. I mean, mm. it was it was two one uh, with Vardy scoring quite early on. They, they did get a penalty, and of course, all Brighton got the winner. But I think it was the. Um, did, did they get? Did, did we get a VAR decision towards the end? Was that where they were? They, they stood in front of the ball. Yes. Goal or, yes. Yeah, we we actually got a VAR going our in our favour on that one, um, which was dubious. But I think Schmeichel did his best to make sure that the referee knew that uh, that guy was right in front of his vision. Um, mm. Not convinced myself, but um, but we got that one, and uh, yeah, we we luckily got away with the three points, but. Um, Hopefully, we're not having to rely on VAR decisions for a victory on Saturday. Are you looking? I mean, looking at that one, and you know that was quite early on. I think that was about our third or fourth game, wasn't it? Yeah. When, when when we played there, yeah, yeah. and you know we're looking at that, thinking this should be an easy game. I think we had Burnley just before or just after, which again, thanks to VAR, we could only you know we got a draw. Yeah. It, it's. I'm feeling a lot happier going into this mm. game now than I was at that at that period. Yeah, I think you've you know early in the season, it's never diff easy to go away to newly promoted teams because mm. you know don't forget you know they will raise their game. We were going there as the as the fairly recent FA Cup holders, yeah, uh, team who had finished fifth consecutive seasons in the Premier League, and they'd just come up so. This was a big game for them. And say early in the season, the crowd would still be behind them. So it was always going to be a bit of a, a, a tough ask um, when we hadn't particularly started the season that well. Um, and in many ways, we, we did well um, to actually come away with the three points. Yes. We should, I mean, even in the last time they were up, and I can remember... Um, if we look at, I'm just going to find it now. Um, when we played them the, the last season, they were up, we we actually only got one point out of the two games from them. And I can yeah. remember, sort of, just before Christmas last last time, they they beat us one nil and and held us. But before that, they held us one one at Leicester. 
we, it is always that thing with Leicester, and we we said this at the start of the um, of the show. It's Leicester. Yeah. And you just don't. I mean, we did. <coughs> the, the, the performances in the last three games are the things I think we've got to hold on to, because you yeah. know we did we did do well uh, in the most uh, mm-hmm. against Liverpool. I think we had a bad referee. We had a you know you were playing oh, a Liverpool side that wanted to break your legs or smash an elbow in your face, yeah. which they tried to again last night um, against Man City. Well, to be honest with you, we, if it had finished 6-0, we would have had to yeah. uh, held our hands up with that one. But we, you know, we didn't give in. And obviously last night we were throwing our bodies on the line. Mm. It, it is the performances, but at the back of my mind, oh, this is Leicester. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's always an issue, isn't it? And you know, I can remember last season's game and um down here, and I think it was a really good uh finish from uh from Pookie. And P- Pookie is a good finisher and his movement yeah. is fantastic. I think in a better team he would score a lot more goals. Um whether he's gonna get a move, I'm not sure at some point, but it'd be a shame for him if he didn't get a get a move and play for a, a, a slightly bigger club because he is he is a good finisher, but yeah, it would be typical of us to actually take a foot off the gas and get caught out. Um, it, it is part of being a Leicester fan, unfortunately. We we always manage to throw in a performance like that. What what you would hope is that we we build on what we've just put out in the that in the last three games almost, um, and particularly in the Man City game, I think. You know, if there was no spirit or belief in that squad, that could have easily been a six or seven. The fact that whatever he said at half time, whatever changes he, he made, and I know he'd said go out and win the second half, that there's a level of belief in the players that they thought they could do that even against Man City. And to come so close at levelling it up, I mean, it would have been astonishing. Oh, wouldn't it just? And we had, we did have Man City worried, and, you know, their fans Definitely. admitted that. So, yeah. and, I mean, we often bemoan Brendan for his tactics, hmm. but you know, maybe you know he looked at that Liverpool side and they did have the big guns back yesterday, and you know, tactically he made a few changes, and maybe <laughs> we should give him more credit there. Well, I think so because I think most people probably thought he was going to go with a five at the back. Um, mm. I, I, I certainly did, you know, because of the threat that they have up there with the front three and those. Those front three stay pretty high up the pitch most of the time, so he was taking a bit of a, a risk with just going with a back four and, you know, an untried centre half pairing, uh, mm. and then playing the the sort of diamond formation. Uh, and it was interesting to hear some of the comments of Klopp yesterday as well about um, how the diamond formation sort of throws them out a little bit. They they need to move the ball and work the ball side to side quicker yeah. and he and he said we were forcing them into some bad decisions of throwing the ball in too quickly um so i think you've got to give him credit we give him enough stick when he when he gets it wrong but i think mm. over these last couple of games he showed that there is a little bit more to him than we we probably started to to wonder yeah, indeed. Um, Terry, good evening, Terry. How the devil are you? Just Googled why Norwich are called the Canaries. Didn't realise they're world famous for canary breeding. They should stick with it and give up the football. Harsh, Terry. 
Funny, angry, but harsh. <laughs> and Andy Medhurst, good evening, sir. How the devil are you as well? Where has that performance been this season, Andy Medhurst? Performance of the season for me so far, um, uh, definitely. And uh, Klopp actually saying that it worked in our favour, the fact that we had... Um, we played only two days previous because they didn't, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? How, how that's how that works in our favour now. When he's been, <laughs> he's been been bemoaning, you know how how quickly they've had to play and we had to play in less yeah. time. Um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? That talking about the the performance of the season previous to that, the performance of the season was uh, when we beat Man United, mm. um, and then we played fantastically for. 45 minutes against Man City. You know, we tend to do this, don't we? We tend to raise our game and uh, and and that's what leaves that little nagging doubt about Saturday in our minds as a Leicester fan. Yes. Um, Bookline, good evening. How are you, sir? And we won without Perez. I'm sorry, but mm. it's true. <laughs> we did. Um, credit to Brendan for starting Hamza. Yori needs a rest and a kick in the pants. There's... I mean, he, he, let's be honest with you, until until the injury, he'd played more games than anybody else for Leicester. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I actually was shouting for Hamza to come on because I think against Man City, we didn't really have that bite in midfield. Mm-hmm. And he, he certainly gave it to us. And I think really, I can see Mendy leaving and, and, and Hamza sort of having a bit of a, a, a career with us. I think so. I, I think he's... You know, he's got his limitations, Hamza. We, we know that. I was, you know, particularly first half, I, I I was shouting at him to close down a little bit quicker than he was. He was he was getting into the right positions from an angle perspective, but he needed to get closer to the players. But um, but definitely, I, th- I think I think it's going to be hard for, for Mendy to come back. Mm. Um, but it depends really on on what the, uh, the the fitness situation is with the rest of the players because um, he can't really put him in uh, when you have to rejig the, the the squad list. I think it's going to be difficult for him to be honest, and and he probably he deserves he deserves a move because he's never really let Leicester down when he's played as Bendy. No, and he's not he's not moaned or or grumbled at no. all, and. I tell you, the player I did miss, and I think would would do us really, really well now, and probably in the Norwich game as well, and that would be Dennis Pratt. But you mm. know, I think if he comes to comfort, he's only on loan. I don't know if they've yeah. got an option to buy. I think they have, but if he comes back, he would know that once everybody else is fit, he'd just drop down the pecking order again. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? You you can't help but feel that something went wrong behind the scenes with uh, with Dennis. I mean, he's definitely he was a victim of, of us having everyone fit, wasn't he? Really, because he, yeah. he would have had plenty of game time. I guess the the flip side of that is is if Pratt was here, would we have seen Dewsbury Hall make the breakthrough that he's made? Nope. Nope. Um, and he's been fantastic these last few games. Talk about somebody taking their opportunity. You know, he's grown in stature with every game. Mm. Um, he looks comfortable on the ball and he loves he loves putting his foot in as well. So I think maybe, you know, that's the, the reason for Pratt going has allowed Dewsbury Hall to come through. So um, as much as we would have liked him, I'm not sure that we would have seen the best of Dewsbury Hall. 
and Brendan probably knew he'd got Dewsbury Hall coming through and what a, a player he was. Indeed, Andy, that last 10 minutes, like I said to, to, to the Liverpool fan I was watching it with, could you have brought your dog round? I could have taken him for a walk now. Um, and Facebook user here saying, sorry, but Hamza just runs around like a headless chicken. I don't think he, he was that bad, was it? I, I thought he had a good game till he came off. Yeah, I think that... I mean, that, that's slightly harsh, but it, it is where, where I said earlier, I think he has his limitations uh, on the ball. Sometimes, though, you need, particularly against a team like Liverpool, who uh, uh, pounce on you quickly and they shift the ball a lot, you do need someone who's just got some pitch coverage to cut off angles. Um, mm. And that's what he offers. Uh, and I think he knows his limitations. Can I win the ball and can I give it to somebody who's better? Um but sometimes you do need that, you know, because, you know, on the flip side of that, you've got Samari, who has got a lot more skill, uh, can hold players off, but his pitch coverage is is severely lacking. So without Hamza last night, I think we would have been under a lot more pressure than we mm. actually were. Sounds a bit like you were describing Robbie Savage. I mean, you know, because Martin O'Neill used to say that about Robbie Savage, you know, just win the ball and then give it to somebody that yeah. can actually play. Yeah, I think I think Savage had a bit more skill than uh, than he was given credit for. I mean, I, I saw him score a couple of fantastic goals, curling them into the top corner. Yeah. I, I don't think Hamza's is at that level. But it's all about having a mix of players, isn't it? And and knowing that you can call on someone to, to fill a gap. Uh, mm. And that's why you have a squad. Sometimes if your players are all at a fantastic level, they're not going to want to stick around because they think that they could be uh, getting more game time somewhere else. Yes, yeah. Going into this game, um, the, uh, the the form, well, it's just it's just dreadful for, uh, for Norwich, isn't it? You know, uh, in fact, that's an old one. It hasn't updated for some I'm reason. It should have the new one on for five straight defeats. It should do indeed. I don't know. I don't know why. I thought I must have. I must have literally just clicked on the wrong one in my file. But yeah, they have got five straight defeats, and um, we we've got you know two defeats in there. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. the Man City, but also the Villa one. But you know, you look at Man City, and you, it's still the positives you, you're bringing from it. Definitely. I mean, if I, if ever there was a you know, a, a glorious defeat. That was it. You know, the fact yes. that they were worried. And I saw that um, they're, they're on a run of nine straight victories at the moment, um, uh, Man City. And during those nine games, they've conceded six goals. And we've put three of them past them. We've scored half yeah. the goals they've conceded. And we looked good going forward. And we could have arguably had a couple more, you know, with Kelechi's chance mm. and, uh, and Albrighton's chance. Um, and I don't think they knew what had hit them, to be honest, because I'm not sure many teams just shift the ball and transition the ball as quickly as we can. And, and during that game, I thought uh, Madison had a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit subdued last night, but then I think he was having to do the hard graft and he was prepared to do the hard graft. Mm. Sometimes you've got to say that it's nice that he was prepared to sacrifice his own game for the sake of the team. Talking about Madison, obviously he came off um, with an injury, which <laughs> just get gets worse and worse, doesn't it? Uh, but um, Rogers has come out and said uh, an update on the condition of James Madison, uh, who was um, forced off and replaced by Mark Albrighton. 
as well as Jamie Vardy. Uh, we'll have to see over the next couple of days, he said. Um, James Madison, I don't think it was anything serious. Vard took a knock to his ankle, so just need to wait and see. So thankfully, thankfully, mm. none of them are, uh, are sort of bad injuries and probably will be back against Norwich. I think so. I think having that extra couple of days that they've not had will, will do them mm. the world of good. And it looked, to be fair, like Maddis was a, was a precautionary um, mm. thing. And you knew that if, if nothing else, all Brighton would, um, would put in a shift, which was required at that time in the game. So uh, apart from that fantastic bit of skill he did in front of the... Uh, in front of the dugouts, where he flipped it over Milner's head, I think, and then went past him as if he wasn't there. Um, he still you know, got he, it. He yeah, still got you know. it. <laughs> yeah, so, and that, and Vardy, I was just shocked that Vardy came back on, to be honest. I thought we were going to have to play the last 15 minutes with 10 men. Um, but, he, you know, he yeah. put it all in, didn't he? And he, he just collapsed to the floor at the end of it. But hopefully that's nothing, uh, nothing too serious. And I, I, I mean, I think that, like you say, that sums up, I think, the players' reaction with Rogers. Because if you weren't behind the manager, yeah. you'd have taken that opportunity to just come off and sit it out. But yeah. at least having him up there, it, it, it occupies a couple of their defenders. Yeah, and I think I think the whole thing over these last couple of games, that one there and that second-half performance against Man City, show that this is a group uh, and a manager who are together. and. Mm. Um, it was. It's nice to see, as somebody alluded to there about Casper coming off his line. Um, that they're almost, you know, they seem to be taking the criticism on board and recognizing finally, you know, a bit too late that they had to change some things. And and I, I saw Brendan had come out post match uh, and talked about the defending from set pieces and corners, and saying that we almost had to go back old school. Uh, he even mentioned putting players on the posts. I'm not sure I noticed that. Oh, but, I was just going to say. Yeah. I mean, what? Watching it on the he goes, "Have you got a couple of players on the posts there?" And yeah. you know, I mean, they, they they had. I mean, just look. I mean, let's just um, have a. Oh, I can't. I can't find it now. But I mean, the number they had a fair few corners. Let's yeah, do that. Way. Here yeah. we go. Um, uh, no, it doesn't tell me that. Uh, LCFC let me down, but they had a, they had a fair few corners, and they didn't get one of them. And we had it was good to see the two players on the post because nobody does that anymore, no. and I don't know why not. And we've got rid of the zonal marking by the look of it, and we're going man for man. But it was still noticeable. They did try and play out the back a few times. They they did. Um... And it Not nearly cost much. them a couple of times. It nearly did, yeah. I mean, I've got to say, um, it's it's sad, but you know he's not my favourite, Johnny. It, it just highlights the fact of how much more Evan slows the game down for us um, when he's playing. And yes, we've got players who shouldn't necessarily be playing there at centre-half, um, but they are more forward-thinking players. And uh, I think, for one, uh, Wilf knows he's a midfielder, so he'll be looking for a pass, but he'll be looking for a quicker pass. And Amati knows his limitations, so he gives it. Although he, he, he came out with it a couple of times and there were a couple of heart-in-mouth moments where he, he dribbled around somebody <laughs> as the last man. But again, it shows the confidence that they were playing with last night. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, Brooke Lyon says there, the fans have helped um, Brendan out a lot and they must be able to hear you screaming from the stands. Exactly. I could hear you, I could hear you down here on the <laughs> south coast, mate. <laughs> yeah, I did have a bit of a sore throat last night, that's for sure. <laughs> but shouting for a good reason most of the time. Yeah. But I just... I just think I just honestly do go back to the fact that it is Brendan that's saying to them play out from the back. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't necessarily think they would. But mm. when he does kick it up for Hilschmichael, mm. how difficult is it to keep the ball yeah. within the confines of the pitch? <laughs> I mean, when he kicks the ball up. Mm. He and I'm not on about those that he's having to clear because mm. you know he's got a couple of Liverpool players coming towards him, but mm. just his general kicking out, whether it's from his hand or from the the ground, he yeah. goes and tries to put it to the left or to the right. Usually, mm. I think it's the left mm. where you know the play, less the players congregate there, mm. and it goes out. Why not put it down the middle and then it will go over to the <laughs> to the left and stay in? <laughs> well, yeah, I think sometimes you know I think he's uh, he's a confident. I think it's fair to say he's a confident lad, Casper, um, mm. uh, oh, and I think he trusts his ability to to ping it to somebody. Um, obviously, it doesn't always come off, but I think last night there were a couple of occasions where he did just belt it, and I was pleased for it, even though he belted one out. And I think um, mm. it bought us at least an extra thirty seconds when he managed to kick it behind the advertising hoardings, and <laughs> nobody was rushing to get that ball back. No, um, no, I remember that. And, um, yeah, and and aside from that, you know, you're, you're kicking it onto two giants if you're just banging it straight down the middle um, onto Van Dyke and Matip. So I did feel for him a little bit last night in terms of, of trying to play out, but hmm. I think they're getting better at recognising when they should and when they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, when it, when it does go out, and we've lost the ball, at least we've lost it in their half. Yeah. And it gives us a chance to get back where if yeah, we lose it in our own half, you know, well, we, we know where it's been. Scott, yeah. good evening. Thanks for joining us. I'm still buzzing. Um, and I think I think Craig, Craig is buzzing as much as he can do. Now then, Craig, like you said, we couldn't find a one to watch because no. a there was nobody worth watching that wasn't injured. <laughs> Sorry, Norwich fans, if you're watching, which I'm sure you're not. Um, although if you are, you'll probably email me to complain about it. Um, foot in both camps. Mm. There's a few I can go for. Can you think of anybody? I'm sure you're going to think of the one that I've done, but uh, is there a few you can name? Got, there's two that spring to mind instantly. Um, so there's Darren Eady, who yes. uh, who I know played for both, but I'd be very surprised if you've not gone for um, the postman, uh, Ewan Roberts. I like Darren Eady, yeah, and I think he was unlucky with injuries. He was when we got him, so. was it something like four million or something? Mm. And I think he had the potential to be a really good signing. Unfortunately, like I say, he wasn't. He wasn't helped with injuries. If I have picked you and Roberts, and there's obviously no guarantee, I think Rob Ullathorne, do you remember Rob Ullathorne? I do remember Rob Ullathorne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think he he played for both. Um, And, of course, we've got the Martin O'Neill link. Yes, indeed, yeah. He resigned from there, didn't he, and joined us uh, shortly afterwards. On the day that we played them, if you remember. Yes, indeed, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's a few I could have gone for. If it is you and Roberts, are you going to sing the song? No. 
<laughs> you coward, sir. You coward. I wouldn't inflict that on anyone. Well, you can, I, I was going to sing it, but if you're not going to do it with me, then, um, you know, guys, I would have been up for it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you and Robert. So I keep trying to get on the show, and uh, I was hoping to get on during Euro 90, Euro 20 or 21, whichever, whatever they decide to call it in the end. Um, I mean, tell us about you and Roberts and, and that game against Derby. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to describe him as an old-fashioned centre-forward. I mean, you've only got yeah. to look at his dental work um, yes. to know that, haven't you? Um, mm. He was just... He, he was a focal point, wasn't he? You know, I, I guess... Mm. I'm trying to think back to... the. Before that, the probably we probably hadn't had somebody like that. I would think maybe since Alan Young, who was uh, who was a bit of a, yeah. a physical battering ram. We we had you know Ormond Droid and the like, but you wouldn't say he was uh, physical. Um, but Ewan just put in a shift every time. He again someone who knew his limitations. Get the ball down, lay it off, get myself into the box, and. Uh, mm. And, you know, if I get half a chance, I'll bang it or head it or whatever. Uh, but he gave you everything. You know, he was, uh, he was as I say, literally old-fashioned. I'm going to give these centre-halves a really tough time and they're going to know that they're in a game. Mm. And and that was some game, wasn't it, against... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. I think, if I remember rightly, it was an evening game, wasn't it? And uh, mm. so they, they're always better under the lights or whatever. Um, mm. But, yeah, you know, he was just on it that night and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic hat trick. Well, we're hopefully um, somebody's going to get a hat trick for us uh, at the weekend. Uh, Mountain nice. Man, good evening. It's gone for four nil. That's very, mm. um, very optimistic. Well, I say it's optimistic. It's not when you see what I've gone for in a second. If <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Fardy is uh, is good to go, right. I don't know. Inacho impressed me yesterday. He does a lot off the ball, Inacho, mm. that I don't think he always gets credit for. No, and it was a bit of a shock yesterday as well that uh, I said this to Scott that um, Ian Acho actually got angry at one point as well, which I don't think I've yeah. ever seen. It was one no. where he, he thought Matip had made a back for him, I think, and he, he went straight over the top. And he was uh, yeah. because obviously at that point, you know, there was uh, the, the crowd and uh, and him screaming for a, for a second yellow for Matip. Um, so we, we've seen recently, haven't we, that red cards against Liverpool don't go our way. So it was little chance yeah. of that happening. No, no, there wasn't. You know, it was almost a wrestling move on him, though. Don't he? he fell, he fell very badly. Yeah. Um, Facebook user there says um, that uh, James Madison, of course, played for both. He did, yes, of course, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got him from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, well done, whoever you are. You haven't put your name on there. Well, uh, I, I was wondering whether that's what they were saying. It was a Facebook user, but it was James Madison. Just, just tuning in. Indeed. Good evening, James. If it is, well, yeah. nice to have you back, sir. That you've been Thanks playing so very well recently. Well done. <laughs> I often wonder whether they actually ever do not this one necessarily, but whether they ever actually do. I guess they can't. Well, I suppose if they've won, they'd, they'd watch it, but if they'd lost, it's a bit like you don't read the paper after you've lost, do you? I exactly. Guess, there, you was a, there was a video doing the rounds, wasn't there, yesterday in mm. the um, in the changing room, and it was Madders, I think, who was filming Thomas on his phone. 
just telling him to put his phone down and stop looking for all the plaudits of how well he'd played. Yes, yeah. I hadn't seen it, and I, I, yeah. I heard he was taking the wee out of yes, uh, uh, yeah. young Thomas, but uh, he also had a word in Salah's ear, didn't he, as well, allegedly? Yes, apparently so, yeah. 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 Don't know what he said. Um might might have been ordering a takeaway. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Static, good evening, sir. Oh, yeah. How how the devil are you? Nice to see an Arsenal fan. Just nice to see an Arsenal fan, to be honest with you. They're <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. Hey, the process is working, mate. The process is working. Arteta's at the wheel. Um, well done for last night. Thank you very much. Um, well, suddenly everybody loves us again. Um before we actually, because I thought we could have a go and maybe have a look at what team we might choose for the weekend. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. I like a challenge. Um, talking about score predictions, Mountain Man went for 4-0. Um, wasn't quite as bad because I've gone for 3-0, mm. as has Jerry Taggart and Ian Wilson. Steve Linitz went for 2-0, and Ian Marshall had gone for 3-1. I don't know if we can keep a clean sheet against Liverpool. Come on, guys. This is Norwich. Um, the only time all season I haven't predicted Leicester to win and I went for the draw against Liverpool, we win. So maybe I should have gone for a 3-3 instead. It's, it's, we're not going to lose this, are we, Craig? I, I'd be surprised. Uh, an understatement. Um, if, given everything we've said, that in many ways it wouldn't surprise us. I think the disappointment would be massive, wouldn't it? And it would undo so much of the the good work that we've done. Even though we haven't had the results that we would have wanted in the past three games, it would undo a lot of the work. Um, and a lot of the confidence would, would be drained, I think, from from that. So, you yeah. know, I, I can't see anything other than a, than a Leicester victory. But I'm not sure we'll keep a clean sheet, to be honest. So I, I would add a 3-1 in there myself as well. Who who would have guessed you would go for a three one? You know, it's got to come back at some point. It has, it has. And I mean, if and I'm just thinking, oh no, because I'm thinking we had Newcastle. You know, I'm thinking league games where we kept a clean sheet, but we we kind of let one or two in against Man City, didn't we? Yeah. But just, yeah. I thought we could quickly do this. Um, it's we've not done it for a while. Um, we <laughs> kind of know who's in and who's out. Um, yeah. But I thought we could, uh, we could, and we will presume for this that um, Madison and Vardy are going to be fit. What, yep. What's the formation that you like? Jeez, well, I think uh, I think it's definitely four at the back. Um, yeah, you got the Christmas tree. Yeah, I would um, like to see. I would like to see the two up front. So maybe, um, you know, who knows? Maybe a four four two, but I think it may may look more of a four three three. We can go for. Have I got? A, yeah, I've got a four three three. Yeah. Do we do the four three three? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do the four three three, and why not, sir? Why not, indeed? Right. So, um, uh, Mountain Man's just come in here with um, KDH, man of the match. <laughs> he was man of the match for the two Liverpool games for for, for Alan, who does ours here, and quite right, right as, yeah. as well. You know, quite right. Um, mm. Now we're gonna have um, Wednesday, today, Thursday, Friday, three days to prepare. So I'm guessing that 
most players should be able to that, that played the other night again should be able to to, to come out. It's yeah. nice to see Ward on the bench. I think he may have been yeah. a COVID hit, but um, I think <laughs> it, it was just a surprise seeing Yukovic on the uh, on the bench. Just <laughs> he's yeah. you know seeing his name, you know. But it's going <laughs> to be um, it's going to be Casper, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. Uh, the surprise of him being uh, named on the bench was almost as surprising as you almost getting his name right there, Chris. Yipokovic. Yeah, that's as and close he's... as you've been all. That's as close as you've been all season. So I'm going to take that. That's why I always call him you cheeky bugger. <laughs> How do you say it then? Um, I don't know now. I've I've lost interest. No, go on, go on, come on. <laughs> Yukupovic. No, all right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, left back. Well, it's probably it's probably good for you then that that uh, Pereira's not playing because you can never say that one either. Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yes. <laughs> I, I should Ricardo I should Pierre. get into the habit of saying Ricardo, but yeah. I don't. Uh, I get into the habit. You know, I keep trying to say Pierre and I can't. <laughs> Yeah, well, clearly, as you just shown. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I hate these foreign players. <laughs> um, left back, sir. Uh, Timothy Castagni. <laughs> oh, oh, you're off on one. You're off on one. Oh, left back. Sorry, sorry. Yes. The left back's going to be Thomas Castagna, right back. I did wonder. Then I was about to yeah. say. Now go on, explain that. Because you'd highlighted him. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't got Thomas Billy. Oh, there I have. Thomas is there. Uh, spaghetti there at the at the, at the right back. Two den two defend uh, central um, defenders. I, I wouldn't be changing it from the other night to be honest. So Amati and uh, and Indeedy. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I just love. I mean, Amati. I mean, he's he's still young and he's just he, he has gone from sort of very. Um, Villain to hero, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, the last few few weeks. Whenever he's been in, to be honest, you know, since he's got back to full fitness, whenever he's been called upon, he's he's done a, a, a decent job and he was, uh, mm. let's say, heroic last night. Uh, I'm going to stick, well, I'll have to, uh, we'll have to leave that one blank for Indeedy because he isn't in, he's obviously well, not a defender. allow him. Yeah. No. Okay. So we'll, we'll 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 know that the gap there is going to be um, for indeed. I tell you what, just because you've been cheeky, I'm going to stick Johnny Evans in there. But we do know <laughs> we do know that it is actually indeedy, and it's um, very 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 easy to get them two mixed up. It is. It is. But it's either that or it won't let me go 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 on. I don't think. Yeah. Um, no, I think I can actually. Uh, hey, well, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Uh, your central midfielder, sir. It just reminded me of last night. I sit next to a, a lovely. Uh, I've got Scott on one side. I've got the three lovely old ladies uh, to the left of me, and we were making a substitution. And, um, and the one next to me said, "I can't really see who that is. It looks like it's all Brighton." I said, "You're close. It was Luckman." <laughs> 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 oh, what can you say? Yeah. Um, and, oh, at, least, at least you take them out every now and again. That's good to see. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, your central midfielder, sir. Um, so, let's pop Yuri in the middle. 
Ah, you're bringing Yuri back, are you? Yeah, I'm bringing Yuri back. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a little bit off the pace. It was. It was a tough one to come into yesterday. Mm. I think when he came on, because Liverpool play at such a frightening pace, it was difficult for him, and he did get caught on the ball a few times. But um, yeah, against Norwich, I would expect to see the old Yuri. Yeah, uh, I can understand him bringing him on to be honest with you purely for the experience. Scott says, There are all the players due to get to Africa still available for this game, or um, they're, they're still here as far as I'm aware. I, th I think this is the last game, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yes, yeah, okay. So, to the left of Thielemans, um, Dewsbury Hall, he's you can't uh, not put him in, can you? No, he's, he's not at he's, all. He's played his way onto that team sheet. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's 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 grasped his opportunity, as I said earlier, and that's all yeah. you can ask for, particularly from a, a young player when they get a chance, take it, and he's taken it. Yeah, he certainly has. Uh, and to, to Tillman's right, uh, matters. Oh, right. Okay, sir. There we go. Um, Vardy in the middle up front. Uh, yeah, Vardy in the middle. This is going to be a very exciting lineup. It is. I can I can see yeah. another nine nil coming. Yeah. <laughs> and now the two that are supporting him on the left. Uh, I'm going to go for Luckman. I mean, he looked. Uh, I, I mean that that turn of pace for that goal was frightening oh. yesterday. I mean, Alexander Arnold was, was treading water. He, he looked like Samari. He was moving that slowly. He, <laughs> he, I mean, the, you know, he started that move off, and I can't remember the last time I saw somebody do it with such sort of intent. You yeah, know, he played that ball off. There was a couple of people ahead of him, but he wasn't yeah. having that. He was running right. through for that pass back, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and he, he he looks a lot more natural and at ease on that left hand side, you know, and and he's not had that chance. And we've we've spoken about this a couple of times when yeah. People yeah. have been saying, you know, is he worth bringing in? You know, he's only on loan. But that mm. side's always been blocked to him by Harvey Barnes being fit. Um, and now, you know, he had a chance, albeit a short chance. Uh, but again, he scored against Man City, he scored against Liverpool. So I think he deserves to be starting this game. And both those times he was on the left. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, and then we'll just complete it with, uh, with Ian Acho on the right. Oh, you're going to upset somebody, you know. Who, Perez? <laughs> well, no, you, yes, Perez, but Brookline. Yeah. I, I do think, actually, um, that's not coming up. Sorry. Uh, let's try that again. There we go. You, you thought I just said Brookline out of blue end then, didn't you? Uh, who is, I think, I do I do believe he does run the American end of the uh, uh, Iosi Perez fan club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be in. Um, but no, I all joking. To, and, and just a quick hi to David there. Um, yeah, I mean, that. That's. I, I think that's as good as it gets these days, isn't it? Um, I think that, that looks a, a, a team that's worthy of, uh, of winning the game and winning it in style. Yeah. And a very quick question just to end on here. Um, we're saying about, well, two, two, I'll make it a double-ended question. Luckman, on his performances so far, I know we've got, oh, still got half of the season to go. A, would you buy him? And B, and I think it's David Gamble that, that, that says a lot, um, keep him on the left and switch Harvey over to the right. Um, I'm not convinced about Harvey on the right, to be honest. 
Um, I, I I don't know about Harvey. I, I think I think he needs competition for sure. I think Lookman is probably a little bit more versatile and could do a job either side. But I think he deserves um, um, he deserves an opportunity to uh, to have a run in his favoured position. So. As we've seen with Dewsbury Hall, you know, if you've got the shirt, it's yours to keep. Yeah. Or lose. Even. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, but he he just he just looked so natural on that side. And you know, yeah. he's when we spoke to the you know, I spoke to the Fulham fan when we signed him and we did the transfer yeah. special on him. He he was playing on that side for them and was having so much success. Yeah. But you do know if Harvey Barnes is fit. There are yeah. chances that he will come in, and Luckman will then get moved across. And are we going to lose something then with Luckman? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't think. So. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think his his better position is on the left hand side. Um, but we don't know. I mean, you, you have to have a squad. You know, I, I think in terms of should we buy him, I think it'll come down to what his valuation is. Um, mm. I can't imagine them looking to pay more than fifteen for him. Um, Obviously, if we're prepared to pay fifteen for Vestergaard, we should probably be able to uh, to to spend the same yes. kind of money on yeah. uh, um, on Luckman. Uh, and just going back to uh, to the previous point about matters further forward, I think yeah, it's a formation thing. I, I, I mean, mm. I started off thinking we'd just go back to almost like a four four two, which would have allowed you to to push matters further forward. But I just thought. You know, those who came on, you know, Kalechi deserves a run. He's not had much of one and Lookman deserved a place. So um, mm. you can always strengthen it up if you need to. But, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. But it, yeah. as we say, it's all uh, it's all opinions. And Brookline, we haven't got Johnny in there. It was purely the fact that we couldn't put Indeedy in there because he wasn't on my list, of, on the BBC's list of defenders. Yeah. So uh, we could have put Vestergaard in there. So it could have been even worse. <laughs> now that's a good question. Let me ask you that, Daddy Chips. Sir. You're going to give. I'm going to give you a Daddy Chips, uh, Craig. Go on then, jo- Johnny Evans. Oh, you or, or Yannick Vestergaard. If you got, if you had to put one of those two, there were only the two. Fit, you had to choose one of them to go into the back four because there were only two left that were fit. Who would you put in? Right. Can, can I put a? Can I put a proviso on it? No. No, 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 no. It is purely I would, uh, I, would play, I would play Johnny. No, but um, no, but no, but no, I'm gonna mute you. I'm gonna mute you. I'll play I'm gonna Johnny. Mute you. Yeah, you're muted, mate. I'm sorry, I'm not having any provisos. <laughs> and that is gonna get clipped and used. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, thanks always. As, as thanks you as always. It's been great. Um, have a good, or as good a new year as you can do, Cheers, and um, we will speak to you soon. Um, Scott, Scott disagrees with you. He says on current form, we'd go for Vestergaard. Um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> what current form? <laughs> yes, I mean the fact that he's actually got minutes. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, great. Thanks a lot, mate. And um, I'll speak to you after, and see you in the new year. Take yeah. care. Cheers, everyone. Have a have a fantastic new year. Indeed, indeed. Take care. Thanks to Craig, as always. Them, as I always say, my wise old owl. Um, with the emphasis, of course, on the old. Uh, 
<laughs> he knows, he knows. He's, he's giving me daggers now from the green room. Um, it's only a couple of days off, and it's this. Hi, this is Chris from Lester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Happy New Year. Indeed. And we will be back at nine o'clock with Doug, the Liverpool fan. Looking forward to that one. See you at nine. Thanks to everybody that was joining in. As always, thanks to Craig. And if you've been watching, really appreciate it. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. We could really do with a few more extras leading up to the new year. Um, do your best for me. It does help the channel. And if you've been listening on the podcast, we've actually we, we've got faces for podcasts. We know that. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> see you in a uh, see you in an hour. Goodbye. <laughs> That's all, Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.